This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 83. I want to take a moment right now to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else that you might be listening to the show. And to remind you to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group, which I'll talk more about at the tail end of this episode. So this week is going to be all news and rumors from the four major rumor sites, Canon Rumors, Nikon Rumors, Fuji Rumors, and Sony Alpha Rumors. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this week's news and rumors. Let's do this. Okay, so first up from CanonRumors.com, a patent for a new active cooling adapter for the RF mount cameras. Now, this article was posted July 26th. Canon News posted about a patent recently about active cooling for an RF mount camera with an adapter. In this patent, it's a cooling EF to RF adapter. In Japan Patent Application 2019-186871, you can see the adapter and the flow of air from the adapter. Nikon, or I mean, Canon News says the camera does have does have to be properly built to handle heat transfer from the sensor to the lens mount, but this is certainly something Canon could accomplish. One of the engineering problems that even Sony and others have is how to cool a sensor that is not fixed in place because of IBIS or in-body image stabilization. Flexible heat transfer materials made of polymer do exist, so it's possible to cool the sensor directly even with IBIS. Now, according to Canon Rumors, he says, I recently reported that new RF mount adapters were coming, but unfortunately, this wasn't one that I had heard about. So it is definitely something new to him as well. Now, this would be interesting. I don't have a lot of honest, genuine data yet on the R5 and R6. I know there's been some uh, websites, camera sites, photography sites that have done some quote-unquote real-world reviews, and I've heard mumblings and rumors that the cameras are overheating when you shoot 4K and 8K video, and I'm not saying that's not possible. It seems weird to me that Canon would release a camera body to the masses that would have overheating and shutdown problems. That's typically not something Canon, a company like Canon, would do with their products or Apple would do with theirs, as I've talked about in numerous previous episodes. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. Like I said, I'm planning to eventually get the R6 myself, but I'll probably wait until Christmas time and see how much the price drops after it's been on the market for a few months, because it generally always happens. So I'm sure it'll happen with the R5 and R6. Next up, Mikey, M-E-I-K-E, announces a 50mm f1.2 lens for the RF mount. The lens maker has announced this 50mm manual focus lens for the Canon RF mount. The new Fast Prime is priced at only $359 US. 
The RF 50mm F1.2 is available for pre-order, and I'll include a link to that in the show notes for this episode at Mikey's website and is scheduled to begin shipping on August 15th, 2020. Here are the specifications for the lens. Focal length is 50 millimeters, of course. Lens construction, 12 elements in seven groups. The aperture range is F1.2 to F22. Diaphragm blades, 10. Minimum focus distance, 0.6 meters. Filter size, 67 millimeters. Product size is 73 by 98 millimeters, 73 by 96, and uh, 73 by 100. Now, that's for the EF mount, the RF mount, and the Z mount. So, it is available for all three mounts, two Canon and one Nikon. Uh, Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's a Sony mount and then also the EF mount. The EF mount model is 73 by 72. So, I apologize for misreading that. Uh, Field of view on full-frame cameras, diagonal 47 degrees, horizontal 39 degrees, vertical 26 degrees. Field of view on APS-C cameras, diagonal 33 degrees, horizontal 26, and vertical 17. The weight is approximately 620 grams. And as I mentioned a moment ago, the lens will be available in Sony E-mount, Canon RF, Nikon Z, Leica L-mount, and Canon EF-mount. Now, this is definitely an interesting article. I recently got the Canon RF 50mm 1.2L USM lens, and I absolutely love that lens. It is phenomenal and light years ahead of the quality that I had with my old EF 50mm 1.2L. Now, this is definitely an interesting lens because it gives those people that own RF mount cameras or any of the other mounts that I mentioned a less expensive alternative where you can still have a 1.2 maximum aperture. Now, I'll have to keep track on this, uh, the anything stories related to this lens, because I would be intrigued to see some real-world reviews and see what the image quality is, is going to be like. I, I'm sure it's not going to be up to par with the Canon RF 50mm 1.2, but it would be interesting to see exactly how good this lens is once it's been on the market for a little while. All right, so next up, there is another RF mount camera coming in 2020. Canon Rumors has been told by a pretty reliable source that Canon will announce another RF mount camera in 2020. What exactly the camera is, I'm not privy to at this time. I do not believe it's an EOS R system camera, but an RF mount video camera. I also don't know if this is a totally new product or if it's an adapted cinema EOS camera that is currently on the market. I believe we may see an announcement for this camera during the last week of August or the first week of September ahead of when IBC 2020 is scheduled to happen. Now, that's assuming that IBC 2020 does happen. A lot of the camera conventions and and events and stuff like that were canceled this year due to the current pandemic situation. So we'll have to wait and see if this happens. I would not be surprised if Canon does release an RF mount cinema camera this year, even if it's an existing model that they just offer in both EF and RF mount options. It'll be definitely interesting to see if this does come to fruition. Next up, firmware. Updates available for RF lenses with image stabilization for use with the new EOS R5 and R6. Canon has released new firmware for the RF 24-105 F4L ISUSM to add compatibility with the R5 and R6 bodies. 
the Canon RF 15-35 F2L ISUSM firmware version 1.0.7 incorporates the following enhancements. The lens-based image stabilizer function works together with the camera-based image stabilizer function to achieve greater overall image stabilization effects with the EOS R5 and R6. Now, I'm going to include a link to this article in the show notes because it has within the article the direct links to download the new firmware so that you can update your lenses. Now, the Canon 24-70 F2L ISUSM firmware version 1.0.7 incorporates the same enhancements and the firmware version 2.0.4 incorporates the same enhancements for the RF24-105 F4271 ISSTM. This is the non-L lens, of course. And there's also firmware version 2.0.6 for the 24-105 F4L ISUSM. The 24-240-4.0-6.3 ISUSM firmware version 1.0.6. The Canon RF 35mm f1.8 ISSTM macro lens firmware version 2.0.2. All of these firmwares will allow the image stabilization in the lens to work in conjunction with the IBIS that are in these two bodies. And there is also version 1.0.8 for the RF 70 to 200 F28L ISUSM. So Canon is making sure that people already have the firmware to guarantee these lenses will work properly with the new bodies, which, of course, the new bodies are available for pre-order but have not started shipping yet. I've heard that they're going to start shipping at the beginning of August. So it's great that Canon got out there ahead of this by releasing these new firmware updates for these particular lenses. Next up from the world of Canon rumors for this week, firmware updates. The Canon EOS RP gets version 1.5.0 and the Canon EOS R gets firmware version 1.7.0. Canon has released the compatibility firmware for both the RP and the R cameras. The RP version incorporates the following enhancements. Support has been added for the following lenses, the RF 600mm f11, the RF 800mm f11, and the two Canon tele-extenders 1.4x and one dot or i mean not uh, 2.x you can download the firmware directly from canon he has the links here for canon poland but you can find them at canon usa as well i've already updated both of my bodies to these latest firmware updates and the same for the canon eos r firmware version 1.7.0 incorporates the enhancements so that the rf 600 millimeter 800 millimeter and both tele extenders will function properly with the EOS R. Now, also on the R side, the operation of playing back through the multifunction bar has been improved. Please refer to the latest version of the camera instruction manual that is released with the firmware update. And it also adds support for the battery pack LPE6NH. So you will be able to use these new batteries uh, for the uh, from the R5 and R6, also with the EOS R, which is no surprise there since the batteries are physically the same dimensions it makes sense that Canon would give you the ability to use the newer batteries in even the previously existing body. So no surprise there. Good call on Canon's side. Now, the last story for this week from Canon Rumors, and to me, this is the biggest story. Now, if my listeners remember, I have talked about this several times on this show over the last nearly two years. I started talking about this 
as soon as Canon announced the EOS R in late 2018. So this story, officially, there will not be an EOS 5D Mark V. Canon Rumors has been told that the 5D series is going the way of the EOS 7D series. There will be no direct DSLR successor for the 5D Mark IV. The source claims that the EOS 5D Mark V development was stopped quite some time ago and that there are no plans to make an EOS R5 version of the popular professional DSLR line. I'm not sure what that part of the story means because the R5 is already a 5D equivalent. The same source adds that Canon is obviously aware of the popularity of the 5D line and the fact that there are still a lot of shooters that will prefer the DSLR experience. The source suspects that there is some kind of development going on to appease those users, but he didn't know exactly what it was. Now, as I said at the top of this segment, I've been saying for almost two years now that I highly doubt Canon was going to make an EOS 5D Mark V because they wouldn't want to take away from their mirrorless full-frame body sales. Now, I do find it interesting that this source from Canon says that development on the 5D Mark V was stopped quite some time ago. And I find that interesting because just a couple of months ago, when one of Canon's higher-level executives was directly asked about the upcoming R5, if it was a replacement for the 5D line, he said no, it was the mirrorless equivalent of the 5D line, but the 5D line was not being discontinued at this time. And now we find out that the 5D line is actually finished. Canon will not be releasing any more bodies in this line. And it doesn't come as any surprise to me. Like I said, if you've been listening to the show, I predicted this in uh, October, November of 2018 when the EOS R announcement came out. I predicted that Canon was going to stop production on any future or plans on any future 5D bodies in the DSLR world. It just wouldn't make any sense for them to keep making both lines. Now, they had already been planning on releasing the 1DX Mark III. That's their flagship sports DSLR. And, of course, the reason why they did that is because they don't have everything in place to start producing a 1D equivalent mirrorless full frame. But, mark my words, that'll probably be coming by 2022 at the latest. Okay, so from Nikon rumors this week, Nikon announcement coverage recap. Here is a recap of the Nikon announcement coverage. The Nikon Z5 camera, 24 to 50 millimeter lens, Z teleconverters now available for pre-order. Nikon announced the development of a new webcam software, beta version coming in early August. So now Nikon is jumping on that bandwagon. New firmware updates for the Nikon Z50, Z6, Z7 cameras and the FTZ adapter has been released, uh, which includes animal detection for the Z50. Update on the Nikkor Z70-200 f2.8 VRS lens shipping date. The Nikon Z5 camera announcement. Nikon announced the Z TC-1.4X and TC2.0X teleconverters. Nikon announces the Nikkor Z 24-50mm f4-6.3 lens. The Nikkor Z 14-24 f2.8 S lens is coming this year. Uh, Also new, two new Nikon accessories registered online. An extension grip, ZGR1, and a vertical bracket, ZVP1. 
Nikon Z5 additional coverage, Nikon Z5 versus Z6 comparisons. The new Nikon Z5 is two millimeters bigger than the Z6 and 7. The new ZGR1 extension grip and the ZVP1 vertical bracket for the Nikon Z5 are available only in Japan for the time being. And a better version of the updated Nikkor Z lens roadmap that has been updated as of July of 2020. Now, I'll go ahead and share a link to this article in the show notes so you can check out all of these links for yourself and any of these announcements that you might be interested in. Next up, reminder, you can buy the TT Artisan 11mm f2.8 fisheye lens for Nikon Z mount here at NikonRumors.com with free international shipping. Just to remind you that you can buy this manual focus mirrorless lens for the Nikon Z mount directly at Nikon Rumors with free shipping to anywhere in the world. Please select the desired lens and mount from the drop-down list here on their site. The 50mm F095 Leica M mount is priced at $760. Their 35mm F1.4 Black Leica M mount is $450. Their 35mm F1.4 Silver Leica M mount is $450. Their 21mm F1.5 Leica M mount is $430. The TT Artisan 11mm f2.8 Leica M mount is 370. The same lens and an L mount is 220. That same lens and an Icon Z mount is 220. And the R mount is 220. And the Sony E mount is $220 US. Worldwide shipping is free and usually takes one to two weeks depending on the location. All lenses come with their standard two year warranty. The TT Artisan 11mm f2.8 fisheye lens, technical information, focal length 11mm of course, maximum aperture f2.8, minimum aperture f16, it is a full frame lens, aperture blades contained within are 10, lens construction 7 groups with 11 elements, focusing method is manual focusing only, aperture ring is a clicked aperture ring. Close focusing is 0.17 meters. Lens material is a metal construction. Weight is 485 grams. And there's also lens design and MTF charts that you can check out for yourself. I will include a link to this article in the show notes in case you're interested in any of these TT Artisan lenses. There is an updated, better version of the Nikon Nikkor Z-Lens Roadmap that, as I mentioned a moment ago, was updated July of 2020. There is a better version of this roadmap that had been previously leaked together with current Z-Lens lineup. You can click for a larger image view. This is an article that shows images with the Nikon Z-Lens Roadmap information. I'll go ahead and include a link to this article in the show notes so you can check it out for yourself. The October Nikkor Z-Lens Roadmap can be found here at a different link. And as he already reported in 2020, we will get two more Nikkor Z-Lenses, those being the Nikkor Z 50mm F1.2S and the Nikon Z 14-24mm F2.8S. So definitely interesting. It looks like Nikon is trying to get some more glass on the market. And I hope uh, that they're successful with this. I'm really, really concerned that Nikon is on its deathbed and they may not be around for a whole lot longer as a camera manufacturer just because they've been hemorrhaging money for the last few years and they're struggling to try to keep up with Canon and Sony as far as full frame and crop body mirrorless technology. 
Um, so we're going to have to wait and see what happens. But I'm starting to get really concerned for Nikon. I hope I'm wrong because I hate to see a camera company that's been around for so long disappear. But I'm still worried that it's going to happen. Updated pre-order list for the latest Nikon products. This is an updated list of pre-order options for the latest Nikon products, now including Amazon, Camera Canada, and a few other updates. The specs, now this is the 20 Nikon Z5 camera, their new full-frame body, 24.3 megapixel full-frame CMOS sensor, 4K recording with a 1.7x crop, 5-axis VR image stabilization, and dual SD card slots. The camera can be pre-ordered from Adorama, B&H, Focus Camera, and Amazon in the U.S., Park Camera, and Wex in the U.K., Germany at Calumet, and Canada at Camera Canada. Uh, the Nikon Z24-50mm to 50 millimeter f4-6.3 to 6.3 lens is also available for pre-order at the same companies, along with the Teleconverter 1.4X and the 2 X teleconverters from Nikon. Now, I do find it interesting because Nikon has their 1.4x um, teleconverter priced considerably more expensive than Canon's. Um, now, the difference in price between their 1.4 and their 2x is only 50 bucks, which is impressive, but the starting point at the for the 1.4x teleconverter is considerably more expensive than the Canon models that were recently announced. Next up, from the world of Fuji rumors, new firmware updates for the Fujifilm X-T4 and the Fujifilm GFX100 have been released. Fuji just released these new firmware updates. The details are as follows. The Fujifilm X-T4 version 1.03, you can download directly from this article, which I'll include in the show notes. Fix of a minor bug during video shooting, that's all it says. For the Fujifilm GFX100 version 2.0.1, which also can be downloaded directly from this article, the phenomenon is fixed that it can take a long time for images to appear in playback mode. Number two, fix of a minor bug during recording of video. And now, dear Fujifilm X-T3 firmware updates, please. So the owner of the site is asking for a new firmware update for the X-T3 as well to resolve some of these same issues. You can buy the X-T4 at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Focus Camera, and the GFX100 you can buy from the same websites as well. Next up, Fujifilm summer savings up to $1,000 rebates on X and GFX gear. Here is a full list of Fujifilm summer savings. Under lenses, the XF 10-24 F4, you save $300. The XF 18 to 135 F 3.5 to 5.6, you can save $150. The XF 14 millimeter F 2.8, save $100. The XF 16 millimeter F 1.4, save $150. Now, all of these lenses can be bought at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Focus Camera. Under X bodies, the XT3 body, or with the 16 to 80 or 18 to 55, you save $500. The XE3 body with the 18 to 55 or the 23 millimeter F2, you can save $200. The XT200 body or with the 15 to 45, save $100. The XA7 with 15 to 45, save $200 at all of the same retailers. 
Under the GFX bodies, the GFX 50R, you can save $1,000 at B&H Photo, Adorama, and Amazon US. Software deals save 25% on Capture One with coupon code TAKEOFF25. Save 10% on Luminar with coupon code FUJI. Save additional 15% on all Topaz Labs products with coupon code FUJIRUMOR. Save 33% on Topaz Video Enhance AI. Save 30% on Nikon, or Nike Collection 3 with code FUJI30. And also on Adobe Creative Cloud. You can use our checkout code FUJIRUMOR to get an additional 15% discount on all Topaz products. And the products are listed here. I will include a link to this article in the show notes so that you can check it out for yourself. And finally, wrapping up this week from the room, uh, the world of Sony Alpha rumors. The first thing we have this week, full leaked product images of the new Sony A7S III. There are some fully leaked photos. They do look amazing. The new Sony A7S III, of course, is Sony's new um, video camera that's going to be released soon. I don't believe it's been officially released yet. Nope, the announcement is on July 28th. So that will be happening tomorrow. Um, I'm recording this episode on the 27th, so just to let you know, so you're not confused there. Uh, but it does look amazing, and here are the rumored Sony A7S specs. New 12-megapixel sensor with fast readout and S-Sintone color science. Records full HD at 240 frames per second, 4K at 120, 10-bit 422, and 4K at 120 frames per second raw over HDMI. Only up to 4K60 will be 10-bit 422 internal. Downsampled 1080p from 4K, making this the best 1080p hybrid ever made. No line skipping or pixel binning. No internal RAW, 600 megabits per second bitrate, base ISO 160 for S-Log3. No dual ISO, max ISO 409,600 for video, which why you would want the digital super snowstorm even for video is beyond me. 16-bit RAW output. Sony claims the camera has 15 stops of dynamic range, but we'll have to wait and see once people have it in their hands and they're able to do proper reviews. Movie edit add-on compatibility for image stabilization and post. World's highest resolution new 9.44 million dot EVF. It's the uh, QXGA resolution. Same Sony A7R4 AF system. A new kind of passive noise-free cooling system. No overheating, no recording time limits. They are claiming to not have overheating issues for at least one hour, even at the highest frame rates. UHS-2 card slot and CF Express Type-A card slot support. Each of the two slots takes them both. That's impressive. Looks pretty similar, similar to the A7R4, fully articulating screen like the one used by the Sony ZV-1. The video record button is now on top of the camera, placed behind the shutter button. Priced at around 4,000 euros, A7S3, now listed at B&H Photo, and in Germany at Photo Koch. Announcement is expected late July. Shipment start date will be mid-August. Now, this is interesting. And as you know, I mentioned in a recent article, uh, I think it was uh, last week, last week's episode or maybe the week before. 
uh, no, it was the week before because last week was good glass. Um, I mentioned that, you know, Sony was going to be trying to up the ante with the release of the A7S III. Um, and it looks like they've done a bit of that. The resolution on the EVS is insane. It's close to twice the resolution of anybody else's EVFs on their mirrorless cameras. The addition of CF Express Type A is also impressive. But in some ways, they're still scrimping uh skimping because the camera still only has a 12 megapixel sensor compared to the r6 which has a 20 megapixel sensor that's capable of shooting pretty much all of the same video modes now again i'm not bashing sony sony does make great cameras so i don't want the sony fanboys and girls having a meltdown when they hear this episode as i said two weeks ago in that episode this is the new reality. It's going to be Canon and Sony that are going to be number one and number two for the foreseeable future. And they're going to keep leapfrogging each other in technology as they release bodies, just like Canon and Nikon did for the longest time when they were number one and number two camera body maker or camera makers. So that's the new normal, folks. Get used to it. It's not going to change anytime soon because, to be honest, Canon and Sony are the big boys in the industry today. It's just the nature of the beast. Both companies have billions of dollars. They both have plenty of money for research and development of new uh, mirrorless full-frame technology. And they're both going to keep going full speed with no slowing down. What's exceeding expectations on the A7S III? Best in class 4K quality, best EVF resolution, first CF Express Type A camera with rumored 15 stops of dynamic range. Now, Sony promised multiple times that they will exceed expectations with the Sony A7S III. Now, all we have is rumors only, but if they are somehow close to the real deal, then this is what's top and flop on the Sony A7S III. Top first, the pros, best in class 4K quality thanks to the new 12 megapixel BSI sensor with very fast readout. World's best EVS and EVF in any mirrorless full frame camera with 9.44 million dot resolution. First full frame mirrorless camera using CF Express Type A cards. Sony promises no overheating issues and no recording time limit thanks to a new passive cooling system and top-class dynamic range at 15 stops, which, of course, has, is being claimed by Sony, but nobody has confirmed it yet. Now, what's good, and this was really about time, at last, a Sony A7 camera with a fully articulating screen and full-size HDMI. Now, as far as the flops for this camera, 12-megapixel sensor may be limiting for some kinds of photography, same clumsy Sony menu system and likely limited touchscreen functionalities, and not the best IBIS in full-frame mirrorless world. It's finally time to join our Sony A7S III Facebook group, and I'll include a link to this article in the show notes so you can read all of this for yourself and join the group if you're one of the people that is going to be picking up this new Sony video camera, well, hybrid video and still photography camera. Last up for this week, more leaked Sony A7S III image details. Here is another image of the A7S III with the fully articulating screen. Below, you can see a screen grab from the LCD screen showing 4K 100p 422 10-bit setting. 
And of course, uh, this article also has the rumored specs for the camera, but I'm not going to go into that again because I just read it to you a few moments ago in the previous article. But I wanted to include this one so that you can check out all of the leaked images for the Sony a7S III. I know there's a lot of people out there that have been waiting a long time for this camera. Sony certainly took their time in uh, uh, getting about releasing a replacement for the a7S II. And now that it looks like it's finally going to be here, I know it's going to be extremely exciting for a lot of Sony shooters. All right, so that's going to be a wrap on episode 83 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing. And Apple Podcasts, Radio.com, Pandora, or anywhere else you might be listening to the show. And to remind you to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group, which I talked about before. The group is a private group. Anyone can join, but you do have to answer the security question, and that is the name of the host of the show, which is myself, Liam. Or you can put in the name of any of the recent guests I've had on the show, whether it's Brett Bergram from the Master Photography and Latitude Photography podcast, Jeff Harmon from Master Photography and Photo Taco podcast, Ruben Naha, Jill Mott, John Harvell, or the lovely and talented Ellie Cat, or her partner in adventure and boyfriend, Dan. You can use any of those names to get into the group as well. And I do that to keep the bots and spammers out as much as possible. Now, once you're in the group, you are free to share your own original work in the group. Please do not share other photographers' work, even if you have permission. That will get you banned from the group. We only want you sharing your own personal work. You are allowed to ask for creative critiques or creative criticism. Just mark your post with CC, please. And myself or one of the other pro shooters in the group will be glad, glad to give you some assistance and some tips and hints and pointers. You can also call or text the show at 470-294-8191 with any suggestions, comments, uh, a topic you'd like to hear covered, or a guest you'd like me to try to get on the show. You can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com as well. Now, one other thing that I did want to mention in this episode, uh, I'm a member of several photography and camera groups on Facebook. I'm in a Fuji GFX group. And I'm also in the Fuji GFX R group. Now, recently, the original owner of the GFX R group has decided to step away from it. And he was looking for someone to take over as the admin for the group. And I volunteered my services and I have officially become the new admin for the GFX R 50R group on Facebook. So if you do have a GFX 50R, you're welcome to join that group as well. You do have to answer the security questions for that group in order to get in. Uh, so I just wanted to pass that along. If you are a GFX 50R shooter like I am, I would love to see you in the group. So go ahead and swing by, ask to join and answer the security questions, and you can join that group. That is a fairly large group. We have a few thousand members in that one and a lot of active posters uh, that post fantastic images on a regular basis. All right, that is it, folks. I will see you again in another seven days for episode 84.